0: Welcome to another new episode of the Get Organized with Declutter Me podcast with myself, Shalina. This week, my guest is Dr. Fiona Rene, who is based at Genesis Healthcare Center and focuses on specialist family medicine, including helping women deal with perimenopause and menopause. I've been recently advised by my doctor that I have perimenopause, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know what it was. I knew what menopause was, but not peri. Um, After a bit of research, I realized that there is not enough information about them both from what I could see. So I thought, you know, let's talk about it, find out a bit more from a specialist. Um, Because there's loads of changes that happen and I'm finding it with clients and also with friends, you know. There's things happening to us and we're not sure why and what it is. Um, So yeah, so here is Dr. Fiona Rennie on the show to talk to us today and to navigate us through this Thing that's happening in our lives right now. So, welcome so much, Dr. Uh, Doctor Fiona or Fiona. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for inviting me. No, it's lovely. I mean, like, yeah, you're, you know, loads of every time I've been saying to people for the last few weeks that I'm going to be talking to you, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah I've heard of Dr. Fiona and like, like <laughs> you're
1: famous. Like,
0: yeah, and everybody. I just
1: think it's because there's not enough doctors doing menopause. So, yeah. you become well known because. It's just you're one of a, a very few um, that specialize in menopause. So, like,
0: a lot, you know, I just found out about perimenopause. I, I knew menopause because, of, you know, my mom and everything. But how does it affect us all differently? Because it's been affecting me in weird ways. But, you know, what do you see for when you, you
1: right. meet clients and stuff? Well, the most important thing is to understand the physiology and why it's happening. So up until about the age of 40, most women have regular periods, they come on time and they feel fine. They might get a bit of premenstrual syndrome, but other than that, everything's fine. Right. And then as they move into their 40s, what starts to happen is that the egg quality, so the eggs that are released from your ovary, the quality starts to decline Now, perimenopause usually starts 10 to 12 years before menopause and finishes with menopause. So the definition of menopause is no period for one year. Right. So the 10 to 12 years preceding that, you're still releasing eggs, but they're poor quality. So what happens is instead of getting a really good hormone response and making the right right amount of estrogen and the right amount of progesterone, Mm. the estrogen level starts to fluctuate. And right. the progesterone level declines. Now, the important thing about that is every cell in the body needs estrogen to function normally. And mm-hmm. so, if your brain isn't getting estrogen, estrogen works as a neurotransmitter in the brain. Right. So, if your brain's not getting enough estrogen, one of the first things that happens is sleep disturbance. So, you get off to most women will get off to sleep fine, do a few hours of deep sleep, and then start waking.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, irritability, feeling emotional. Feeling anxious when you've never had anxiety before or you may have had anxiety before and it flares up again for no particular reason. A lot of women will just wake in the night having a panic attack and for absolutely no obvious reason. Um, Feeling a bit flat mood-wise, rain fog, just clarity of thought going, um, not being able to concentrate. And one of the commonest things that people say to me is they just feel overwhelmed by life. So things that they would normally cope with really well they you know just not coping as well and abnormal reactions to small things yeah as well so that's the brain effect of fluctuating estrogen levels muscles joints bones all need estrogen to be lubricated so a lot of people will start to get quite achy stiff joints feel a bit stiff in the morning on the sore feet sore hands that usually eases off over the day
0: yeah headaches yeah.
1: Dry skin, dry eyes, dry hair, hair falling out, all of those things. Plus, one of the big issues for women is low libido, and libido often just plummets in the early 40s. Right.
0: Um,
1: the traditional uh, symptoms of menopause like night sweats, hot flushes, vaginal dryness, that usually comes later because once you go into menopause, your ovaries have run out of eggs. So right. you've got none left and you are an ovarian failure then for the rest of your life. Right. So the timeline is up to about the age of 40 and that's just an arbitrary age. Everything's fine. Right. Then you have this 10 to 12 years in, in you're usually in your 40s um, until you hit menopause. Now, unfortunately that time is really misunderstood by most doctors. So a lot of women will go to their doctor with loads of symptoms, and the doctor will say, "No, you're fine. you're having periods. Your hormone levels are fine. You're fine. Just there's nothing wrong with you. You're not menopausal or you're fine." And this is where things need to change, because perimenopause can be completely disabling. You can continue to have regular periods. Sometimes the nature of your periods change. They might be heavier, they might be lighter, you might get spotting before or after. And that's usually because of the decline in progesterone. Um, But hormone levels will be normal because if you take it one day, the oestrogen might be high, you take it the next day, the oestrogen drops because your levels are going up and down. So Um, hormone levels aren't accurate and you can't base a diagnosis on a lab test. The diagnosis of perimenopausal is clinical. So it's based on symptoms. So Everyone that comes to me gets a questionnaire they fill out with about 30 or 40 symptoms on it. And then once I've treated them, or if I've treated them, I see them three or four months later, and we go through that questionnaire again, they do it again, and then they can actually see the difference the treatment's made. So it's very much a clinical diagnosis, not not a diagnosis made on on blood tests. And that is the problem, because I get people every day coming to me saying, I've been to my gynecologist, I've been to my doctor, She said, "There's nothing wrong." Or he or she said, "There's nothing wrong with me," but I don't feel great.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's happened to me. That's what come to this. And they've said, "Yeah, you've got perimenopause, but your hormones are fine." I've taken about two blood tests already, and you're right. I've I've had the the Mm sleepers thing. I'm not sleeping properly. You know, I have like I used to have eight hours sleep. Now I have six, five or six hours. and the tiredness, I feel lethargic all the time. But I've had clients with, you know, they're feeling overwhelmed. That's why they're calling me. So I'm having a lot of clients right now who are in their 40s, you know, early 40s to late 40s, and they're suddenly overwhelmed. And they used to be good at organizing their house and doing their kitchen and the closet, and now they're like, I don't know what to do. And they're getting anxious, and they're on the Xanax because they're getting prescribed that. Um, so it's good to hear that, but it's not
1: mm-hmm.
0: – it's not – Us, it's the hormones that are not in
1: balance. So actually, the other hormone that's really important is testosterone as well. Right. (laughs) So actually, checking testosterone levels are quite useful. Right. More than oestrogen is, Um, and the symptoms of low testosterone are persistent unexplained fatigue. So feeling tired all the time, right, and or or if you're not feeling tired all the time, you sort of crash in the afternoon. Yep. Lack of motivation to do things, so just feeling like you can't be bothered.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Low libido, feeling really flat mood-wise, and feeling like your memory's not great. So that's a whole separate thing. I mean, both estrogen and testosterone um, work pretty synergistically in the body, but unfortunately testosterone's ignored because people think it's a male hormone, whereas it's not. It's really important for women.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I mean, I, I did biology A level, but I forgot that. So, like, you're just telling me this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. but and but it's weird, as you say. Like, I, I mean, because my libido is still fine, but other things are not. So, I suppose it's different for different yeah. people, and it's
1: everyone, everyone, everyone is different. Um, and that you know, I just gave you an example of what symptoms you could have, and some people people come to me for all sorts of different reasons. So some women will come to me and say, and this is just going off on a complete tangent, I feel fine, I'm menopausal, I feel fine, but my mother had dementia, or my mother had osteoporosis, or both my parents had heart disease. And we know that the longer you are without estrogen, so once you go into menopause, then you're an ovarian failure for the rest of your life. Now, 100 years ago, women went through menopause, around about 57, so much later, and life expectancy was around 59 or 60. So there was just one part to their lives, went to perimenopause, menopause, and then died. Um, So now women will go through menopause anywhere between 45 and 55 on average, and then life expectancy is around 85 for a woman. So they are then 30 or 40 years without any estrogen. So aside from all the symptoms, we know that, the longer you're without estrogen, the high, and testosterone to a point, but estrogen is the main one, the higher your risk of dementia. There's really good evidence now coming out. We know that estrogen is a neurotransmitter in the brain and protects the brain against making the proteins that cause Alzheimer's. Um, osteoporosis, yeah. so the risk of having an osteoporotic fracture while you're on HRT is much lower, and it helps – the bones grow again. Um, Heart disease, if you start hormone therapy within 10 years of menopause, it significantly reduces your risk of having a heart attack, colon cancer, and diabetes. So some women will just come to me saying, I feel fine, but we'll have this family history, and I'm really interested in halting the aging process. Because when your estrogen levels fall, your body develops inflammation. Right. And there's a new term called inflammation because, and what that means is that when your body stops making estrogen, the aging process starts and it's related to inflammation in the body. Uh-huh. There's it's a whole lot more to this than just some symptoms that you might get. Uh-huh. And I have people often saying to me, um, I had a lady come in today and her problem, she was in her late 50s, her problem was low libido. And she said, I'm all right, I'm through the worst of the menopause. And it's and I said to her, Well, actually, you're never through it because your body just keeps deteriorating. Great.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> but place. having said that, everyone has their own journey and their own right. health beliefs. And some women do not want to be taking any hormone therapy. And others just say, bring it on and yeah. come back and see me and go, I'm never stopping this. Mm and a lot of the misconception and a lot of the reasons and the hesitancy for women not wanting to take it come from a very badly designed study that was released in 2002 All right and that was the women's health initiative study that came out of the US and it was um The study was stopped early, and the headlines around the world was HRT causes breast cancer, HRT causes heart disease.
0: I remember that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I had, all through the 90s, was prescribing HRT happily, knowing that it reduced the risk of heart disease. Women, that's just, we know that. And then for this study to come out, it was like, it just, a whole generation of women were denied HRT because of that. Now, right. that study has been reviewed time and time again, and we now know that the study was done in women over the age of 60 who already had these conditions and using high-dose high, high dose synthetic hormones, which we don't use anymore, we shouldn't be using anymore. So unfortunately, I, take, I spend a lot of time trying to change people's misconception, and this whole thing about breast cancer and HRT is the thing that stops most women. Right, That's And right. we know that... Um, the majority of breast cancer is caused by lifestyle rather than hormone therapy. So in the UK, 2% of all breast cancers diagnosed are related to hormones. 8% are related to lifestyle. So we know that drinking a large glass of wine every night, so two units of alcohol, increases your risk of breast cancer more than if you're on HRT. Oh, wow. If you're on, if you've, for women that have had a hysterectomy, they only need to take estrogen. That reduces your risk of breast cancer.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Being overweight with a BMI over 30 doubles your risk of breast cancer. And not exercising, which also increases your risk. So if you do two and a half hours of moderate exercise a week, that reduces your risk of breast cancer. So what I try to explain to people is this is about. First of all, HRT does not cause breast cancer. Right. Um, and there's lots of other factors. And treating perimenopause and menopause, is about, it's about quality of life. So if your quality of life is impaired, I personally think quality of life is more important than length of life. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of factors to be considered. Sorry, I've gone way off track.
0: No, no, but you've already no, no, but you've answered my question about like what lifestyle mm. changes can people make? And mm. by saying that, and it's something yeah. that's talked about all the time, but people need to hear it to say, look, yeah. this will yeah. give you higher chances of getting breast cancer, this yeah. will yeah. higher
1: chances of and it's having exactly it's not cancer. it's not just breast cancer, you know, it's lots of lots of things. So I mean I say to everyone, the most important thing For everything as you age for every disease is exercise. You need to remain flexible you need to be doing some cardio you need to um, uh, you know helps you sleep if you exercise there's so many benefits of exercise that's the first thing. Second thing is cut out sugar. Sugar is also fairly toxic to the body and causes inflammation Try and follow a fairly high-protein, low-carb diet. Most people have way too many carbs, and, and especially with vegan and vegetarian diets, I mean, I'm not against those, but they are very high in carbs because most, uh-huh. of, the, most of the proteins that you would have, apart from tofu, but things like lentils, and they are high in carbs.
0: Yeah. yeah protein, but absolutely. high in
1: carb. So, you know, so one of the other big issues with perimenopause and menopause is weight gain
0: yeah.
1: because – your body is trying to stabilize your estrogen levels or to supplement your estrogen levels, and the way it does that is to lay down fat, and it's usually fat around the belly. And that fat, that uh, the fat makes estrogen, but it's quite a toxic form of estrogen. It doesn't work very well, you just get in this vicious cycle of laying down fat, and you also get an element of e- uh, insulin resistance. So when you do eat. The glucose isn't taken up, and the cells it's laid down as fat. So we get this whole metabolic type syndrome going on, um, and so weight gain is a, a big issue. So t- to exercise and diet, and stabilising hormones, are the way to treat that. The thing is supplements. So um, I think every woman over the age of forty should be taking a magnesium at night, yep. um, yeah, because that's really good for hormone balancing, calming sleep. Um, and vitamin D. Vitamin D is a hormone, and it's really important. A lot of um, fatigue is related to vitamin D deficiency, and most people in Dubai don't have enough vitamin D because you, we're just not in the sun enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I had it, and I—I I mean, mine was so low a few years ago. I—I I went to doctors, and they were like, "This is," and I was like, "I'm so tired all the time, and I don't understand." And then it was because of vitamin D. Deficiency. Yeah. So I'm yeah. very conscious of that. And then I remember saying it to people in the UK, and they were like, "Sorry, what? You're in the sun?" And I'm like, when are we ever in the sun? We're in a car yeah. in a building. Well, the other thing is,
1: I mean, I always say to people, show me where the sun is because there's so much dust, you just can't see the sun yeah, anyway. And you to yeah. get the right amount of vitamin D, you need to be in the sun around lunchtime. Right. So the middle of the day, and you need to have your arms and legs exposed and get about 30 minutes. And that I mean that's impossible here.
0: Yeah, and yeah, especially in the summer. We're all right now, but we've got work to do. So mm-hmm. it's not happening really. So yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And but like you said about doing the exercise because, you know, you know, because of the weight gain. But I, you know, I, I mean, I, I do exercise. Obviously, I'm physic, physical from what I do. You know, it's a physically demanding job. But, um, you know, I find even though you're doing the exercise,
1: you're still not losing it. Is that because of the hormones and stuff? That yeah, you have? it's Something because like of them? the hormones. Right. So usually when... Uh, women go on hormone therapy, it stabilizes their metabolism. It won't make them lose weight, but it will enable them to lose weight more easily.
0: Right, okay.
1: I mean, I can't even tell you the number of women that sit across my desk and tell me how good they are with their diet, how good they are with their exercise, and they just don't lose anything. Yeah. Yeah. So normally, and the other thing is that you feel so out of control when your hormones aren't right, and you feel... Uh, You get sugar cravings. You just, you know, it's just once you get the hormones right, it just makes it easier to exercise, easier to eat properly, and you don't have so much insulin resistance. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I think, yeah, and, I mean, I've always had a sweet tooth, So, and everybody who knows me knows that I always say that dessert is the the first thing you should eat before you eat anything else. (laughs) That's about the meal um but yeah the sugar thing is a big problem even mm. it's, it's escalated recently mm. uh, I think in the last year for me and I, I mean I want to have a chocolate bar in the evening and I'm like no I can't you know it's bad to have it before you go to yeah. sleep and everything. but it's that sugar craving and it yeah it, it must be linked to that so yeah. yeah it's God. it's so fascinating and now I'm just listening to you going yeah that's me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, But how about, you know, support, like support systems, your family, your partners, colleagues, you know, especially at work, how can they support people who are dealing with this? Because
1: Mm, It's a really good question, actually. And if you look at the press in the UK, there's been a couple of women that have sued their workplace because they haven't, well, they've been bullied during menopause and they haven't been supported. Um, Unfortunately, I see a lot of women too late. They've already given up work. Have felt that they just can't cope with it. And then once we treat them, they feel great again. Um, I think it's a matter of communication, and and I did see a lady today who said that she actually went to her boss to tell him why her memory was so bad. um and that he that he just needed to be a little bit patient with her. And as long as she wrote everything down, she could remember it. but her recall just wasn't quite as good. And you often find that is one of the memory issues is word recall and name recall. It comes to you, but it doesn't come to you instantly. So, um, yeah, so it's communication. I've done a few online Zoom lectures to big companies in Dubai, and a lot of men have joined those meetings, one, because the workplace, and two, because they have their own spouse or partner that they want to understand so uh, you know it's a, it's a matter of communicating with your family communicating with your partner letting them know what you're going through um and being you know but I think more important not more important but alongside that you've got to be seeking help yeah you, know, you can't just battle through because you know your your family will put up for it, up with it for so long and then to have someone that's irritable and snapping at them and getting angry and irrational is quite hard to live with in some relationships you do see them start to suffer yeah but when is the right time to get in touch because I mean I have women that come in and say look I actually feel fine but I just want to know what to expect okay so I I might have one in their late 30s early 40s that really have very few symptoms Sometimes you know, Quite often I get people who just say, oh, look, I feel fine, but um, I just want to come and chat about what I can do yeah. to go through this um, easier. Um, and sometimes, actually, once we start talking, they think, oh, actually, I do have symptoms. I just didn't realise that that's what it was. Yeah. So, you know, anytime really. But there's so much so, – there's a lot of good information out there now. Okay. So, really good British website that has really good information on it about perimenopause and menopause and that's Dr Louise Newson's website which is balance, balance menopause, balance-menopause.com She has a brilliant a great menopause library which, which has all sorts of different um, it has podcasts it has short videos it's got fact sheets so um, she's done amazing work in the UK with menopause so and then social media there's you know i'm on instagram there's louise who i just mentioned she's on instagram there's quite a few lots of british american um menopause doctors that have a um, instagram site and always just sort of putting out little snippets and um to educate people so um and there's facebook groups there's a middle east menopause group there's um there's two facebook groups that i'm on one is um changing times i think it's called and the other is middle east menopause so they are good options just as a support group i'll
0: find that we'll 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 share the the links in the show notes um but yeah i think i mean because i'm 44 so i think five six years ago it I didn't hear it like I only I think about two years ago Naina Cherry talked about it in a podcast episode and she was talking about menopause and then I went yeah I haven't heard much about it and I'm quite on social media and I look at things and
1: read up about I think things you're just following the wrong people yeah I think yeah yeah I, I'm not what I'm doing too recently so. I mean when I bring up my when I go onto my Instagram it's like it's all menopause yeah um but so yeah, there's is. loads of loads of good sites
0: yeah, I think it's just finding the right ones and having that knowledge. And it's, I think now because it's more relevant for me, then I'm like, okay, I need to start looking and start. Yeah. I started followed one Facebook group called Latte Lounge, I think it is, and they, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: so her, that's owned by that's started by a woman whose father was a professor of gynecology, who was really interested in menopause, and she oh. started started that group. So that's a London-based yeah group, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they
0: they have some great stuff as well. So yeah it's great I mean that, yeah. and actually
1: the good thing about that with that Facebook group is that she shuts down a lot of when people start giving advice about doses and what to do she just shuts it down because she okay. doesn't feel that's the role I mean I you know I think you need to listen to people who are medically qualified yeah, yeah. There yeah. That. yeah. 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 so there'll be a lot of people who come and go do this do that don't, don't take that dose do that and she and the comments will be turned off at that point, so that's that I quite I really like that Facebook group actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then I think that's how it is. I mean, even I've had friends and you know, clients talking about it and saying they've done di- they take this much estrogen and this much progesterone. And I know from my you know, taking medicine for other things that
1: yeah, no, yeah. you
0: need the doctor to tell you how much to take. It's no, point
1: and in unfortunately, it. in Dubai, um, too much is available over the counter. Right, yeah, yeah. No, no. And it, it means that people are taking, um, especially hormone therapy, incorrectly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Not everyone, but there are, right, and that isn't without risk. So you can get the hormones over the counter here? Mm. Oh, wow. Some of them. Oh, blind me. Who <laughs> no. Not what I like. The thing that, well, the estrogen is not widely available. I have a good supply, I have a pharmacy that imports it in right. um, that I use, um, but the progesterone is available in most pharmacies. So that can be misused. Um, the oestrogen can do more harm than the progesterone. To be fair, um, but I'm a little bit worried that when the when it's fully licensed in Dubai, which should be soon, that it will be sold over the counter, and then people will take oestrogen without taking progesterone, and that can be really dangerous. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah. actually worrying because that's something that's yeah. from what all the things you've been saying about how important it is and how it, yeah. you need to know the right doses yeah. and you know. Right. Like,
1: Yeah, and I do have patients come in that have bought it online and are taking way too much. Have just decided that that, you know to do it themselves, and I that makes me really uneasy. But anyway, you only do so much.
0: Yeah, no, sure. Another thing I was thinking about. I mean, I've been here a very long time. We both been we both started at the same place in two thousand five, so we've been here for a very long time, Um, and we've seen the shift in culture and society and everything sorry my cats decided to join it (laughs) Uh, but you know like have you seen a shift in that culture and societal factors I suppose you know with talking about this and talking about menopause and perimenopause
1: it's certainly I mean uh, it's the power of social media Hmm. women that are on social media tend to know a lot more about it than women that aren't um I don't know. I can't really tell you if there's been a shift. I see a reasonable mix of cultures um, and ethnicity, um, but probably fewer, um, probably fewer Arabic women. Um, I think there are, uh, you know, that probably the information is not getting through to the whatever. Our reading. The ones I do see, it's usually word of mouth from other friends.
0: Right, okay.
1: That that um I see a reasonable mix, but um yeah, hard to say really, because I don't know who I don't see. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there is that. Because I mean, like it's like me doing this decluttering and organizing. I find a lot of my, I mean, a, a huge amount of my clients are locals, but they're you know either been educated in Western countries or yeah. they have connections or they work for a company. You know, so there's more of that Western And I would say
1: that's probably um more what I see as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's
0: it, um, yeah it's just trying to reach the others to say, look, mm-hmm. you need help as well. But I suppose if it's coming you know, up, my
1: one of the biggest things I'm up against is other doctors. Um, know, I get women that will come in and say my endocrinologist said never take hormone therapy therapy it's dangerous right um I had a patient come in a couple of weeks ago a male older male neurologist had said well it's just something you have to go through you can't take anything no something you have to put up with so you know I'm and I wonder how many women I don't see because they believe that yeah um that really could be helped by some treatment so that's one of the biggest things. It's just um I did a I did a lecture to gynecologists at Arab Health last week um on menopause and hrt and you know um and the gynecologists are busy with other things and don't really have the time to focus on menopause. Yeah. Um so it's um I feel it fits in really nicely with family medicine actually. Yeah um just because we our appointments are longer we can spend more time and um it's just a matter of everyone catching up
0: yeah I think you're you're right though it's 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 a thing in this region I mean I I I have depression I have mental health issues my doctor is one of the older ones who is very you know this is the way to do it but I'm hearing more and more from new doctors that this is there's other ways to deal with depression and And now I'm finding like I might have different symptoms because of, you know, being in perimenopause as well, right? So
1: the majority, if a woman develops depression and anxiety in their 40s for no particular reason, like they haven't had a bereavement or the first line treatment is hormone therapy, not antidepressants. So a lot of women I see have been put on antidepressants incorrectly partially treated their symptoms and once I get them on HRT I can mostly get their dose down or get them off it so that's another thing people this is where perimenopause isn't dealt with properly they'll go to their doctor and say I feel really down I feel really anxious and they'll say you need an antidepressant Yeah, because they need to explore why that's happening and look at all the other symptoms that are probably happening and fix it with hormones because there are, you know, as I say, is a neurotransmitter. If you're not getting the right levels, you're not going to feel great. I need to see you one day. <laughs>
0: God, I'm depressed thinking about Alan. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I a, yeah, this, this has been fascinating. And like, I'm sure a lot of people will be listening going, oh my God. Yeah, this is, it makes sense when you explain it, but it just needed to be explained
1: um well that's the thing that's what i said it's the first thing i said to you you need to understand the physiology if you understand what's happening in your body it makes perfect sense when you don't understand then you just start searching for answers and you know and then the treatment gets very fragmented and actually the treatment is so simple right okay so simple it's just not not and that's a whole nother talk really on on how the types of hormone therapy and how there's three types and two really shouldn't be used at all right. and the one that should be used isn't being used so that's okay. a <laughs> yeah we need to have that, <laughs>
0: that. <laughs> be on another episode soon
1: yeah. um, so finally yeah, I mean I- you have picked the wrong version because I could talk for three hours on this no no that's, that's perfect uh, that will fill up all my time on
0: my podcast episode <laughs> right. and it'll be something that's useful you know like help people because you know, as I said, I have so many clients in this age range right now who are dealing with stuff. And I think there is more people in this age range living here now who have been here for so many years and have got to that point and they're now dealing with this and they don't have you know someone to they don't have an understanding of what they're going through or Mm. they can't go to you know they're not going to the right doctors or whatever so I think this will help them to push them to go to the right doctor and Mm. to get the right information get the right treatment so Mm. this is this has been so useful um finally I love to know what my guests are watching on tv and movies because that's what I do on my free time so
1: when you've got free time what are you watching right now I usually work my way through Netflix, but I'm watching um oh god, I've just finished it. Um <laughs> it's on prime. Slow horses.
0: Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Oh I loved it. Yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't really
1: Oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, I just finished that a couple of nights ago. So okay. yeah. Yeah I, mean, yeah, I like all I like all the prime. Yeah. I tend not to watch the medical thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that must be like, <laughs> uh, it must get irritating for you watching that. Um, yeah, on Apple One, it's got very good TV. They've got a very good series on there. There was another one that was very good, but it was, it was a Actually, it, you're right.
1: It, it, Slow Horses
0: on Apple, not Prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I love Apple. There was the one where they were in a building and their brain was divided, like they're doing work in one office and then when they leave the office, that they, they can't remember that they've been working. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, check that oh, one. That's very that good. One. It's Apple, It's on Apple One. It's very good. I can't remember. Oh, have called. a look. say Brain Fog. <laughs> <laughs> brain fog. Yeah, no, there, there's some, there's, yeah, that one's, yeah, Slow Horse is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find you and follow you? Like you said, you're on Instagram. What is your Instagram handle?
1: Menopause underscore doc
0: underscore Dubai. Yeah, cool, and I'm going to put that on the show notes as well so people know.
1: And yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm, I don't know if you, oh, I think you said I'm at Genesis in Science Park, which is in Al Barsha, up uh, the top of Umskim.
0: Yeah, near the um, Miracle Garden.
1: And yeah, you know. and I have a colleague, Sarah Sharif, and we work together. We do the same thing. So that helps the waiting list.
0: Oh, All right. Oh, well, I'll be talking to you later <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much okay All right. you're welcome thanks <laughs> as always for listening to the Declutter Me podcast um, if you'd like more tips and advice please follow us on social media at Declutter Me and subscribe to the, the podcast on your favourite players and see you next time thank you so much again take care bye